Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Believe in 76ers with your host, former 76ers point guard Eric Snow and two Sixers fanatics in Marcus and Tasia Dash. Believe in 76ers is presented by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline remains your number one source for all your basketball betting this season. Get analysis of every play, prop, and point at BetOnline. You'll find the latest odds, team matchups, and game trends at BetOnline. BetOnline is your basketball headquarters this season. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Be sure to use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your bonus. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. Hey guys, welcome to a special segment of Believe in 76ers podcast. I'm Marcus Dash here with my brother Tasia Dash. And today we have a really big guest in Dr. David Shaw, the pro football doctor. Uh, I'm sure everyone who's a sports fan knows who this guy is. Everyone goes to during the fantasy season, goes to him to see what's going on with our guys. Is he going to play? Is he not going to play? Um, and we've obviously been asking that question about our guy, Joel Embiid. So, doctor, thank you uh, for coming on and uh, talking to us about Joel Embiid's Grade two LCL sprain. Um, yeah, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be on. And yeah, I know it's kind of weird, right? It's pro football doc. Why am I talking basketball? But uh, I, I've actually worked with the Bulls and Timberwolves. And on our Sports Injury Central panel, the website we run, sixscore.com, uh, John Heffernan is a longtime former Bulls doctor. He was mm-hmm. even featured on the on the last dance. So uh, we have doctors that are experienced in NBA basketball as well. I don't promote my personal basketball knowledge as much because I spent 17 years at a head team position in the NFL. The basketball experience is more than most anyone else out there talking in the from the NBA, but not the same as football, but happy to talk and uh, and give some perspective. Of course, we don't work off of insider information. We work off of insider knowledge. Myself and the other pro sports team doctors were, quote, in the room when it happened. So we can interpret what coach speak or the team or players or sources are saying, as well as the direct video and what it means. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So, so, doctors, before game one, um, the 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 sideline reporter Ali Lafour said it was a officially said it was a grade two LCL sprain. Um, with a four to six week recovery is what is what she said. Uh, and then also in that same report, she said that he's still looking at uh braces, uh, and kind of testing out braces. When you hear that, what does that mean to you? The testing out braces part, and when they say a a, a grade two LCL sprain. Well, we've said all along that when he does return, it will be with an ACL-type brace on. And yesterday he was seen, you know, with an – it seemed to be an ACL-type brace, but it was under a lot of tape and and a sleeve, so you couldn't see it it directly. And, of course, we've all seen video of him, you know, mid-range, basically set shootings, but that's not his game, right? So here's the concern that I have. Look, we try and play it straight. I hope he returns to play. I think he has a chance to return to play. But there's no question there's a major ligament injury. The biggest worry that we've had all along is that looking at the video, uh, it's very unusual 
to have an isolated LCL sprain with nothing else injured. Mm. The question is what goes with it? We have thought based on video, there may be some very mild, don't freak out when I use these three letters. I'm not saying he can't return or will need major surgery, not saying that at all, but a minor ACL sprain as well going along with the LCL. They do come in patterns like that. But the bottom line is the management is still the same. You got to get rid of the swelling, get his function back and protect him with the brace. In terms of, of course, everyone wants to know timeline, timeline. Of course. Uh, yeah, in a normal sense, four to six weeks from a grade two LCL, sure. But that's sort of cookie cutter. Uh, you know, Joel Embiid has played through a lot before, including a meniscus tear last year, uh, et cetera. But the question is, how soon can the staff, medical staff, get him back with tricks of the trade? And when and when he returns, by the way, he's not going to be a hundred percent. But here's the thing: he also got reportedly a platelet-rich plasma injection. Yep. And that usually takes at least two weeks to start to work and kick in. We're mm -hmm. only a little over a week right now, so I think you know, based on what I've seen, it's really far-fetched to think that he's playing game two. It would be a pleasant surprise if he plays game three. Let's try and be pleasantly surprised if the timeline can be rushed. Wow. Um, wow. Uh, it's good and bad in there, right? Like, like injuries. <laughs> you, got, you got some pluses and minuses. So we talked about our show yesterday. Um, would you say this type of injury is more impactful of like stability or is it like a pain tolerance issue or, or, or both? Well, it's not a completely unstable knee. It's a grade two, right? Simplistically, one is mild, two is moderate, three is severe or complete. So the fact that it's not a three is good news. Do I expect his knee to be flopping around and unstable? No. Do I expect him to potentially feel some instability with certain motions as big as he is, as he's running, jumping, cutting? Maybe. And the, so the brace is to help him with that, but also to help not make it a grade three, which then might need surgery. And, and, you know, obviously he is now officially the MVP, right? And, uh, you know, uh, the Sixers want to protect him as well. Um, and you kind of talked about it right there too. You mentioned like the movements. Um, with an LCL, we don't know what the pairing ligament is that you, you mentioned, but what movements will that impact the most? Uh, do you see as far as on the court in his play? Uh, mostly side to side cutting, planting, cutting. Uh, you know, look, uh, if all he were was a mid-range set shooter, he'd play right now, right? Obviously, he's much more than that offensively yeah. and defensively and uh, a, a big guy, uh, et cetera. So uh, when he does return, and and the good news is, look, I don't like to be negative in, uh, at all. I like to look at the the positive news. The positive news is even with a major ligament slash ligaments injured, He's not looking at surgery right now, which is great news. Uh, I do believe that he can return during these playoffs. The question is when. However, when he does return, we do something at Sports Injury Central called six scores, SIC scores. Very useful for fantasy and whatever. What percent is this guy from the norm? Uh, let me tell you, so far from what I've seen, when he returns, he's not going to be up in the 90s. 
he's going to be lucky to be in the 80s or 70s. We haven't set a return six score yet for him, uh, but it likely is in the 70s or 80s at best. Uh, so you're going to get some of Joel Embiid. And look, 70% of Joel Embiid is way better than no Joel Embiid. But this is where, you know, obviously the team and teammates stepped up in uh, game yeah. one. Obviously Harden carried the carried the load for right now. Look, uh, let's see what happens the rest of the way. So obviously it's, I, I'm not a doctor. Um, when we talk about, it sounds weird to me when people are like, and not you, but other people in general. Oh, he won't. He probably won't play game two, but game three, I could see. It, that's two days away, right? So if you can't play at all in game two, going from that to full throttle in game three sounds like a massive jump to me, right? Well, look, uh, I agree with you, and and you know, thanks for having me on. I apologize for the lighting. I'm between surgeries here, so uh, you're, uh, you're you're in character. Are you kidding me? <laughs> well, I, I took off these props. You oh, know, you need to put your stethoscope around your neck. We get you in court right no, now. No, 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 no. I'm an orthopedist. Uh, stethoscopes aren't really part of what. Yeah, we go, I would go with the the character witness. Oh, part. the character. Yeah, well, here on. I'll put the mask in. And have <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, now uh, you're right. Return to play and recovery is not a light switch. Okay, I say to patients all the time: if you have a Okay, my next knee scope. Okay, if it's a six month, six week recovery timeline, it's not like five weeks and six days you can't do anything. And at the six weeks, you do everything. It's all gradual and stepwise. So, right now, the reports are he's done some running. Let's see how he responds with swelling. That's fine. Some running is not, you know, NBA basketball. I think we've all seen some pictures of, you know, I don't know if that was an athletic trainer or an assistant coach. Uh, you know, who's probably as tall or maybe shorter than I am guarding and providing some resistance to Joel Embiid on the practice court. That's not NBA basketball, right? And you're right. There's no possible way that he can go from, let's say, not playing game two. And I get it. You know, you, you, you got at least a split coming home. That's a good thing. Not playing game two to being 100% in game three. That just doesn't happen. If you look at the other Eastern Conference series, the Heat and the Knicks, we were saying that even though Jimmy Butler finished the game, uh, Julius Randle was more likely to be effective the next time they played. And Randle played less than 100%, but did reasonably well. And Jimmy Butler sat it out, right? So, uh, you know, and when Butler comes back, he won't necessarily be 100%, especially with his type of game. So that's kind of what you have to factor into these situations. Do you expect a minute restriction even when he does come back? Embiid, well, look, pro athletes like Embiid and others and having dealt with them, they're not your Ford pickup truck. They're uh, a Lamborghini or an Indy race car or whatever. They're fine-tuned. You don't cold start and race an Indy car. He hasn't played NBA basketball in probably at least a week and a half, two weeks or more by the time he returns. Is right. it reasonable to suggest that he's going to have a full workload, not just for his knee, but for his whole, whole body? 
right? You know, so uh, that, and and if not, then you're going to be worried about what? Other additional injuries. Now I get it. Load management has not worked out so well for the NBA this season, right? I mean, they've gotten a lot of criticism for it, but if you look at these playoffs, Joel Embiid, Jimmy Butler, Julius Randle, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George still out, uh, CP3 now out, uh, Giannis. I mean, I know I'm forgetting others, right? I mean, it's crazy. An injury disaster, and this is with the current load management. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, because I I was speculating that, you know, uh, minute restriction, maybe even going forward just for the rest of it until he maybe gets to the point where he's ramped up enough to to go 35 plus minutes. But, yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. So um, my last question, at least, would be uh, we're hearing a lot of brace talk. Um, You you started talking about it earlier. What what kind of discussions go into that as far as um, um, the fitting and how much they restrict you or, or what, what kind of talk goes into brace choosing? Well, you know, there's no question in my mind, the medical staff is going to uh, want him to wear a brace and, and to protect him with that. There's also no question in my mind that Embiid is not going to want to wear the brace. Uh, Look, in theory, you can do everything with the brace, but, you know, uh, NBA athletes don't like it when their shoes weigh an ounce more than they should, right? I mean, yeah. much less having a brace or a sleeve on. Uh, and a brace has a hinge on it, and the knee is not truly a hinge joint. It has some rotational, normal rotation. So you're going to notice it some. Thankfully, it's usually less bothersome for a big man, although he's a very athletic big man, uh, than it is for, let's say, a point guard. But still, it is an issue. Look, a simple example. In football, every college offensive lineman, basically everyone, and some defensive linemen are required to wear two knee braces on their knees to play. But when they get to the NFL, do they do that? No. Very few players wear any bracing at all. The Patriots try and require him. The braces can help you get from getting rolled up on further injury but players in general don't like it i do uh, and uh but i think it is likely a necessary evil for for mb so doctor uh i guess my final question or has pretty much tackled everything that we've uh we've talked about on the show yesterday um if you were a betting man i don't know if you are or not but where would you bet um, if we're to expect to see uh, Joel Embiid back in game action? What game would you say that's the game I think he should come back? Well, first of all, uh, I'm in California, so I don't bet uh, at all. No, nope, we don't have that. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, I, I did go to Las Vegas with my daughter, 10-year-old. It was daddy's turn to take her to a cheerleading competition. And there might have been a, a fun this, that, or the other legally in, in Las Vegas, but routinely sure. don't bet. But return to play, you have to understand, is very, very tricky. And here's what I mean. In order for an athlete like Joel Embiid to return to play, three things have to happen. And those three things are the player has to sign off on it, the player slash his agent, his group of people, his people, the medical people have to sign off on it, whether it's the athletic trainer, physical therapist, personal physician slash team physician, and the team needs to sign off on it, ownership, coach, GM, et cetera. 
in some ways it's uh you know not to be political but it's like the president congress and the supreme court you need all three in agreement otherwise the law doesn't happen right and you need all three in agreement think of it this way and b really wants to return the doctors say okay he can return with this brace and these are the restrictions and the team says look let's not jeopardize it let's wait another game or two or we're we're playing well without him we really need him for the next series we're trying to win an nba championship here not get through the second round and we think we can get through the second round i'm making that up okay yeah. uh certainly the team can say let's go the medical says let's go and Embiid, or maybe his agent says no you shouldn't push it or something right i don't think that's going to happen and beat is a guy who wants to play through but this is why return to play and picking a game is very difficult because a player could return but then again at what level and you know there's a decision to be made is okay if he's 70 percent this game we can get him to maybe 80 the next game let's wait another game right so it's it's a guessing game but i won't avoid your question I would be very, very surprised uh, uh, if he plays game two. I think he has a chance to play some game three, but far from a guarantee. I would say uh, almost uh, on the using NFL old terms on the doubtful side, but not ruled out for game three. But I, I, I have some optimism that he could return to do something in this series the question is when you know some cautious optimism not a guarantee right and so uh let's see what happens you remember and and i said the two-week timeline for prp to really kick in i'm sure he's getting other medications as well and remember it's not like uh, 13 days he can't 14 days he's 100 percent, right i mean it, it's the medicine is already kicking in some it's just a combination of coaching utilization, how he feels, and really how his knee reacts to running up and down the court. Now, I will say this, based on the pattern, if he does play game three, and there's a chance he could, there's no way he's playing 35 minutes, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it would be in the teens uh, in terms of minutes. And then so, and that's how they would return him back and see what happens. Well, good stuff. Thanks a lot, Doctor. And hopefully game three, he is coming uh, back to, to play. That would be amazing. Back in Philadelphia, he's receiving his MVP trophy that night. So it would be all ducks uh, in a line for that. Uh, but Dr. David Chow, thank you for coming on. Uh, if you guys aren't uh, following him at, at Pro Football Doc online, um, and as well as uh, a, a six score, what's, what, what's the how, – how can people find you? SICscore.com, Sports Injury Central. We're really the only site that does injury analysis versus injury reporting. And uh, we cover all sports, all major injuries, and, uh, you know, give you the latest information. And really for fantasy season for football, sick insights is going to be really helpful. You know, what does questionable mean? Questionable in playing or questionable in out? And what is his target load? And we literally give individual grades. And you can turn on free notifications there. So when you draft your lineup, you can say, okay, I'll just get notified on these players and always be up to date. Yeah. Awesome.
Thanks a lot, Doc. And, and you are one of the best follows all year long for all all our obsessed uh, obsessed sports fans like us, but definitely during fantasy. But in general, though, I mean, I gotta say, uh, I haven't been a favorite with Philly fans because <laughs> you know over time, you know, uh, or or Philadelphia fans in general, between commenting on some Eagles injuries over time, back to Carson Wentz, to you know, several times on Joel Embiid. But I will say this: I mean, Bryce Harper. We're the ones that said we're not surprised. And we fully, before the season started, we said he'll be back well ahead of the all-star break. And guess what? He will hit and hit well. Yeah. Uh, the UCL really won't affect him. Shohei Itani did it. He's doing it a little bit quicker than Shohei Itani. But he's not playing right field this season. He's the DH. So at least that's some good news for uh, Philly area fans. Yeah, for sure. Well, it's funny when someone sees you on their timeline, it means one of their players is injured, which is bad news. But then you can also shed some optimism, which becomes good. Let, let, let me let me let me tell you what happened. So, you know, in, in the NFL and I did, literally did this on several occasions. I remember the first time I did it, the GM just kind of looked at me and, it, it, you know, he didn't know whether to like kick me out of his office or or laugh and smile. We do injury reports on Monday after Monday, you know, uh, injury checks. So I'm in the GM's office and he's like, oh, uh, more injuries. You're always bad news, this, that, the other, this. Uh. And I kind of looked at him and I said, coach, you know, everyone calls everybody coach, right? I said, coach, you have to understand, I'm Paul Revere. I'm not the British. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Well said. All right, doctor. Well, thanks. Thanks a lot for uh, coming on, hopping on the Believe in 76ers podcast. Um, you guys can find him on Pro Football Doc uh, at, at Twitter and obviously everything he just said, uh, especially during the fantasy season. So, doctor, thanks a lot. Thanks Thank a lot, doctor. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.